Good... <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the Whole That Jazz Podcast. I have with me Sylvia Colborn Martin for this podcast. And we're going to talk about spiritual journey. Because spiritual journey started young. And how that led her to what she's doing now. Which is coaching people, helping people, learning from people. How she met Anthony Robbins when she was really young, working in a hotel. Approval seeking from others. And how we pay a price for wanting approval seeking. For seeking approval, rather, from other people. And how that hinders us in our lives. We're going to talk about how we believe other people's stories about us. And how we then... If we believe them, we fulfill those stories and how that is to our detriment because most of the time these are negative stories or these are stories at least that are not aligned with who we really are. Next, we're going to talk about how we can be affected and we often are by what happened when we were still in the womb and that plays out later in our lives. And last but not least, we're going to talk about how we uh, tend to be how our parents were. So our parenting style, for example, tends to be similar to what our parents did to us. That seems very true. This and much more in today's podcast. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the new episode of All That Jazz. I'm your host, Matyash, and I have with me Sylvia Colborn Martin. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Matt. Thank you for being on. It's uh, always a pleasure to have um, new people on. And I think I first probably seen you in a, in a Dr. Hawking's forum. And... Uh, and the way I do it is I scan people's page and, and look at what they're doing. And if they're doing something that I feel like could be for this podcast, and I'm like, then I ask people. <laughs> and that's it. So, Brilliant. Uh, yeah. So uh, you do, uh, so you have, you've had a spiritual journey pretty much your whole life. So take us back to the beginning, like uh, your. Uh your uh, beginnings because like a lot of people have uh, some people have a drug story some people have this but I don't think you fall into that category you are you're pretty much a seeker from the beginning right absolutely yes yeah, yeah. I going to the beginning I, I wouldn't know where the beginning is for for today I know that as far as the beginning for when I started my search and that I can remember is when I was in my twenties. I think I, I always was because I remember as a little girl, people would approach me and I would see colors around them. And of course my mom, oh, and dad wow. very, yeah, very religious. So that was not to be spoken of. So I do remember having moments. And I also, it's really funny that you asked me this question because I don't think I've spoke of this in a long time, but I used to carry a teddy bear around that was exactly the same height 
and a little bit wider than me. So much so that I used to carry him around his neck and he wow. was called Big John. And <laughs> I would di dialogue with that teddy bear like it was um, my best friend. And I had a best friend, an imaginary best friend. So like I said to you, when we uh, did a brief introduction, being open to listen is something I always wanted to do. Have I done it? No. Right. I think as I started to understand, that's when I realized that I needed to keep doing what I was doing. And like I shared with you, briefly in our intro, basically for as long as I can remember, I knew there was something bigger than me. I believe that there was something directing my life and I just needed to get me out of the way, if that makes sense. Right, right, right. And I shared with you my friends when I was in my 20s, my friends were going to pow you know, to parties and I was going to powwows. What's a, what, what's a powwow? So a powwow is where Native Americans come together and they do ritual prayers. Oh, and you wow. go into this, I know. And you go into this into this sweat tent and it's pitch dark. And you trust these people and you just go in and sit in darkness. And I remember, you know, my first experience with doing something like that. I just felt like that feeling, I'm not sure if you've ever had it, but ugh, like I did this before. I was here. Oh, wow. So uh, you, do you think that's indicative maybe of a uh, well, past life? You know, because I, I studied past life and I was an area representative for past life for many years. Mm. When I first started the exploring of past life, I really didn't know if it was something... I was making up in my mind. As I started to learn more about different modalities, especially the hypnosis, cool. Yeah, that's when it started to almost like I picked up a puzzle and I was able to put all of the pieces together and everything started to make sense. And I do believe in past life now. I do believe all of those journeys that I did with fellow colleagues, with um you know, in retreats, in studying of the mind, I believe that they were versions of my soul in mm. past lives. When I was there, like when I was in my 20s and I did that, I don't know if I can honestly say I thought it was past life then. I do right. now. Right, right. I don't think if I had a direct experience like that, um, like, cause I've heard stories of people going to different uh, cities and being, um, and feeling like they've been there and not just the feeling, but like knowing directions and stuff like that. And that to me is impressive. Like, you know, or there was this uh, guy that was, uh, that went to visit a, uh, a site where they had a, uh, uh, battle in the American civil war and he started to get a, a panic attack. And then uh, later on, that, that led him to, to search for a, uh, a goal for a past life regression. And it turned out that he was in that battle and he was, he was killed. And 
and he was a commander and that his troops started firing before he said so and then there was uh, then they got killed because <laughs> it was not organized so but yeah it's amazing like and even his face like he found his picture of that commander and he looked um i don't think that's always the case but his face looked almost exactly the same except the beard he had some weird beard going on back in you know back in that time <laughs> but you say that i work with clients all over the world and i had this lady you know she really wanted her daughter she was a you know she was a swimmer and she loved to swim and she really wanted her little girl to be fascinated with the water to love being in the water they did activities around yachting and they you know she couldn't understand why I'll say her her daughter for the sake of keeping confidential why her daughter was had so much fear in in going near the water and we went into a past life the um, scene that she saw was a, like as not a tsunami but a flood and that's how the little girl's soul left the last lifetime Wow. Of course, if you have that traumatic experience, then, uh, or, or if you drown in a ship or something like that, you're going to be afraid of the water. Oh, I could tell you stories from past life sessions that I've done myself. Again, I didn't recognize how much power they had to teach me to be here now until, you know, recently. Now that I look back at them and I don't have to dissect them and I don't have to go into every detail to get that understanding. I just went in, got it. Okay. Thank you. Mm. And I can leave the past, the past in the past, the past is gone. And in what I do now versus what I used to do, we go back in, get understanding and then let it go. And it's so easy when you get understanding I, I remember my very first past life experience and it was by, um, uh, oh, he, he's very well known. I think he actually has some, some books. I mean, he was in ARE, Brian West and many lives, many masters. Oh yeah. He's very well known. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, unbelievable. So he did um, a presentation in the academy that I was involved in, in my twenties. So this is well over 30 years ago. And I remember like, I, I literally woke myself out of it. It was so like, yeah, I was not, I mean, it was back in the time of, you know, I don't know if I was in, walking with, um, you know, disciples and, and yeah, it was just, I didn't. And then I thought of that forever, every day. I was like trying to understand. Wait, you're walking with, with which disciples? I, I don't, I can't tell you all of, okay. you know, I just remember that um, it was the scene of when people were going to, to, I don't know if they were planning on doing the, the crucifixion, crucif you know, putting Jesus on the cross. Um, I'm not sure if I was around Mother Mary when she was talking about it. It was like I said, I, I it was my first experience with past life. And I remember thinking, yeah, that's not for me. And, you know, just kind of, oh, yeah. right. So, um, yeah. And really, really, I did. I, I, I was like a sponge. I, 
I thought of that you know, was I there when, when they put, and I didn't speak my truth. I didn't yell and tell them to stop what they were doing. I, I didn't know what the, and now that I look at it, I can't tell you all of the details, but what I can tell you my message was in that scene was to speak my truth. Right. Now, do I speak my truth? Most of the time, it's a lot easier today than it used to be. It's, it's, it's um, something that you, it's a journey. And I believe everything that I've done, I mean, I've done past lives for little things like why do I buy a candle and leave it on my counter and never ever burn it because it's so pretty. Why do I buy perfume and leave it for a special occasion till it goes bad? Right. I went into a past life and I was literally a young child with like, I think 12 or 14 siblings. I don't remember all the details, but in that lifetime, we had no money. So I was literally trying to put bread aside so that my brothers and sisters and I would have something to eat. Oh, wow. So you were putting, yeah. Okay. Okay. So just think of that. I mean, click, click, click. I was like, okay, I got it. Thank you. Amen. And I came back and I said, that's done. Like I don't have to live with fear anymore. I never thought of that. The, the small things, small habits could be traced in a past life. What, what would you say about um, well, one of my biggest issues? I've talked about it many times on the, on the podcast before, the procrastination and stuff like that is um, what do you usually find that people have um, in a past life that leads to this? So procrastination. Are you afraid of being rejected? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So procrastination, I, you know, it's funny. I have a colleague who specializes in procrastination for helping women. And she came to me and um, she realized that she needed to open the gates because she would do really, really well and really good. And then she would kind of sabotage herself or start to procrastinate. So she would stay small. Her testimonial is pinned on the top of my page. Absolutely brilliant. I never asked her for that testimonial. It's, it was a God gift to me. And when she gave it to me, I had tears because, you know, and she's on fire. She, she does better than me in her practice now. I mean, she is, (laughs) No, she's really soaring. So, and she struggled with procrastination. What it was, was a fear of rejection. And when we went back into her past life, you know, when I do what I do, I have no script. I have no idea what's going to happen. I just trust that I listen to what God's telling me to do and I do it. And when I'm really, really good at listening, which is a hundred percent of the time, (laughs) when I listen and am able to like get rid of all the noise and get that one little piece of information to take them underneath. Yeah. Cool. And and I mean, she said it, I mean, she's been doing this work and I, it's funny because in what I do in hypnosis, I get all of the people that have done many sessions of hypnotherapy And they went into these scenes, but they never got their understanding. And then they come to me and they're like, oh, if I get that scene again, I'm like, maybe you need to get that scene again because you're not getting underneath it. 
And sure mm-hmm. enough, they're like, wow. And, and that's what I got recognized for. And I believe that's why I, I like I shared with you, I have no marketing skills. I um, mean, if you look at my site, oh, you yeah. probably have no idea what I do. <laughs> Word of mouth is that, that that's a sign of a, of a great practitioner or anybody like uh, car repairman and stuff like that. A lot of people don't Absolutely. advertise at all, but if, if, if you're really good at what they do, people will seek you out. I believe that, Matt. I think if you're really good at what you do, and also if you're really good at being open to listen, and, and you're brilliant. So, you know, that procrastination, we could go into that and, and get your understanding and then just set yourself free. I would say you're on your way because you follow your gut instincts. You told me, I, I talked about you all day yesterday to two or three of my clients. Really? What? I did. To, te- to, to have, um, I, I call it God coincidence, serendipities. Yeah. Here you are, you go on a form. We were on a form together. I mean, I might've been on David Hawkins page, maybe a month. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, and you found something that kind of resonated with, with me for you. And you followed that hunch. You reached out, sent a message and voila, here we are. Now, some people might think that's like, yeah, whatever. After you and I spoke yesterday, it was like we were best friends. We knew each other. I mean, it was supposed to be, hi, this is what we're going to do in the interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And an hour later, <laughs> you and I were like, okay, I had a session. So I was like, yeah. I got to go. Yeah. So, you know, it's that trust. So I would dare say that that procrastination is just a word we got to, you know, you just got to let it go. And, and instead of fearing whatever i i think a lot to do with procrastination is that fear of being rejected so you were either rejected from a mother or father or a girlfriend or a partner or a guy friend i'm not sure but there's something Mm. and Uh, and that's that's what we do right and you know there was a moment uh when we spoke about uh two days ago that um i don't know you asked me something and i i got kind of emotional it was like wow this is if we if we if we if we proceeded along i would, I would start like the tears would come down because i was like i was on the brisk of it i could feel it <laughs> can i tell you something that sure. will help you sure so that feeling that you said you had I know when it was. Yeah, I get, I, <laughs> I get that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that word brilliant. And, and, and really, I mean, I was super impressed. That's what I told. I mean, to interview someone who had no vision and for you to close your eyes, to go into that space, you could really relate to her. I mean, that speaks volumes. And if you could see that light that was around you when you shared that story with me. The light that was around who? Sorry, I don't quite remember now. So when you told me that you did an it, I had asked you a question. And the question was, you know, what you do and who you interview, oh, yeah. which one impacted you? And you told me about it. Oh, yes. Life, yeah, yeah. Right. And she was blind. And you said intuitively, you just had this feeling to close your eyes. 
Oh, I put a blindfold on, actually. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I uh, and then and then I really enjoyed it as well. It was it was an amazing time. Oh, you shared that, and and you you light up when you share. And the other thing I do, and this is this is really, I mean, people will ask me, "Can you teach me what you do?" It's like I would love to. I I don't do the same thing all the time, but there are certain things that I do. Yeah. And one of them is right now, the whole time I'm interviewing you and you're interviewing me and we have this beautiful dialogue, really it's you interviewing me. I'm just, <laughs> right? But sure. it's, it's the sharing. I'm looking at this space right here in your eye. So because you get, uh, you get visual information, do you get like, uh, you see colors all the time, even through like uh, Zoom like this? It's probably I, more intense yeah. in real life. No. No? No. It's, it's, it's what you think. So if that's what you think, that's what it is. So it could be the same online. You could see the same. You could just pick up because you're, it's still interaction with the person one-on-one -on -one and you can see the- We're uh, energy mass. Right. Right. This is a physical body. This is how Matt navigates this world. And this is how Sylvia navigates this world. Mm. But underneath this body is our soul. And that's the beauty. That's what seeing, feeling, like I feel, I, I, I mean, it's right. just when we did the prayer together before we came on, it's that feeling. And some people want to run when that comes. You just like put your arms out. I'm ready. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I've uh, I've a lot of Protestant friends now, and the way the prayer goes is very kind of uh, freestyle. So I'm used to that. But I've been, you know, uh, I guess in spiritual work for a while, and I'm kind of. Uh, um, used to that in a way but also it's about uh, kind of embracing the moment and like um being open to receiving whatever it is you're meant to receive from from god or the spirit i think i think that's what it is and i it's it's hard to really explain like uh, and some people have a um with certain things they have a objection or because I remember I, I brought a friend to the Buddha relics. And, and I don't know if you know, but uh, Buddha relics was a tour that went around the world. And Doc calibrated really high, like 905 or something, or 910. So wow. it, it's like when Buddha died, they cremated his body and they found little pearls. And those little, little pearls contain uh, the, some of the energy, not all of it, but most of the energy of the Buddha. Plus, there was other uh, Buddhist masters and enlightened teachers and all that in that tour that went around the world. And so I went there and it was amazing. But I had a friend one time and I kind of forced him to go, but he really didn't believe it. And then he came there and he was like, uh, I think this is BS. And he left within five minutes or less. <laughs>
still. So I kind of like trying to. How did to, that make you feel? Um, a bit rejected, a bit disappointed. Uh, but I've I kind of Are learned along the the way that you can't really change people as much as you try. It's hard enough to change myself. I'm trying to like learn from university and it's hard enough to you know to do my stuff and let, let alone trying to change somebody else you know what what is it that you want to do what is it that your mission is your purpose matt oh this is the coaching now. all right let's go into <laughs> my mission i don't really know i uh i think uh well, what makes you light up what makes you happy i think doing this uh doing this i'm usually really happy doing this uh even if there's like music around like right now but they, i i really enjoy this moment and uh i feel like there's there's something special in communication um and 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 kind of sharing stuff that is not common but i think would be useful because i think this this stuff is is would be useful for a lot of people but maybe right now not right now so uh, even to do it for posterity or whatever um and i don't yeah i don't know if i can fully explain i just like enjoy doing it you know that's enough that, <laughs> yeah right and so the the procrastination piece comes when you're trying to figure it out oh, just yeah. just just stay with I, I love doing this. Or is it maybe because I'm forcing myself to do something that I'm not really interested in, let's say. Maybe it's that too. Is it, I'm lost. So what, what you're doing now, you're no, not- No, 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 the, the other parts of my life, the, like the university that I have, the or where procrastination is most pronounced, let's say. I don't know. You tell me where, where do you feel in your life? Because there's, you know, there's seven components that seven. Yeah. Like your social. Oh yes. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. Social, family. financial, all that. Right. Um, oh, so where the university is on that, I would say. I wouldn't, I wouldn't get into narrowing that down. If, okay. if I was, if I was to work with you and you were my client and this was a, you know, dis discovery call, I would just ask you what it is you want. And if it's to do what you're doing right here and be able to do it and make uh, financial, be financially secure, I would get you to go into that. I, I don't need you to go into all of the understanding of, you know, what am I doing with the college stuff, all the other stuff. It just, what, what makes you light up? What's what's the the star on the Christmas tree? You hit the button and you light up. If it's doing this, then you need more of something with this. And I'm assuming financial income, correct? Uh, sure. Yeah. I I don't know. I'm asking you. Don't you don't have to say sure. What is it besides this? Are you good with getting up every day and sitting in front of your computer and doing this and that's it? Do you want followers? Do you want fame do you want financial that's that's the stuff that i would oh, i would yeah. want to understand what it is matt wants to make you like soar 
Yeah, I don't know if I fully understand what I want. Maybe that's maybe that's part of the problem. Well, you're you're young, and I wouldn't say it's a problem. That's that's part of the playgrounds. Let's play. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I know. I like the the way you recontextualize. It's not actually. It's not a problem. It's a maybe. It's an opportunity. You're just absolutely a, right. Yeah. And it's about uh, discovering that. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I like I work with a lot of men and, uh, and actually I work with women now because the roles are getting so, you know, this power thing for women. Oh yeah. Masculine right? women. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, yeah. I met a lot. You know, yeah. there's like, uh, right now I'll be honest with you, Matt, you know, people call me and they're like, are you past life? There's in between life. There's like, it's like, listen, what I do is whatever it is in your here and now we're going to understand where it came from. So if it's in your childhood, if it's in your past life, then we're going to go there, you know, because it's affecting your now. Mm. And, and that's really all that matters. And when you're, when you're in a session with me and we go in like your DNA, yeah, you know, when you yeah. go into that, you get the understanding, then you don't need all of the other stuff. I, I really believe that you go in, you touch down. And yeah, for some people, I mean, I shared with you stepdads sexually abusing their children in front of their siblings. And I'm on a call and I'm, I'm working with this beautiful soul and she feels disgusting and dirty because somebody did this to her and she goes back and she can see that she was a little girl. She loved her stepdad. She trusted him. She didn't do anything wrong. Right. That's it. And then there's some really special tools that I've been given, you know, from, from God, from incredible teachers to put the past and leave it in the past and now move forward and, and leave the guilt and leave the shame and leave the fear of rejection and the fear, fear of sabotaging yourself. I mean, it's funny. I, I thrive on, um, you know, learning about other teachers. That's why I went into David Hawkins, uh, Anthony Robbins. Uh, mm. He's not my favorite with his, with his language. Right. Right. You know, and some of his beliefs, but I tell you, he's a guy that can go in and, and, and like get you to stand out, get out of that fear. And, uh, mm. I, you know, I've, when I was in my thirties, I was working at a hotel chain and I was the one that booked his hotel room. And I had to look oh. after his, you know, he had all of these things that he wanted in his room. And really? I thought to myself, yeah, you know, and, and this is, this is, this is Sylvia in her early thirties. And I'm thinking to myself, this guy goes around the world and I was going to see him the next day. Cause he was doing, um, oh, personal power. It had eight steps or something. Right. He was doing this at, in Halifax, Nova Scotia. And I had drove five hours from Cape Breton where I lived to come to our, our sister hotel to make sure everything was all keen because I got this account and I wanted to make sure. And I was really surprised at the little details. Like a man that just, I mean, you look at him and hes he's got power written all over him. His hands are massive. Right. He's a tall guy. Yeah. He's like six foot seven or something. Like he's oh, really I tall. I yeah. didn't even know. I just remember like his his aura or his 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 energy field. It was massive. 
but to have so many little details. I remember thinking that. Well, what did he want? Like, I'm curious. What, what did he want? I don't, I don't remember the okay. specifics, but I remember thinking, you know, I don't know. I hope what I was thinking to myself, someday, if I ever get to a space where I can influence the world on a massive level, like somebody like Tony Robbins. Yeah. I would want to keep my integrity. I would want to remember the little things and not get too hung up on. I mean, maybe that was part of his ritual because I do know that he has a ritual prior to shows and stuff. I just, the details of things, you know, sometimes I do sessions and in every session I do, I give recordings. And when you said your name, I was struggling with it. So you said, just call me Matt. Yes. That showed me in that statement that you're a guy that's not going to let the little things bother you. That's, that's beautiful. Mm. I have clients, they'll spend 20 minutes of a discovery call. The name. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. If you have... If that's what you have to worry about, you're golden. (laughs) 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 And and doing it without without judging, of course, you know, because, I mean, it's important to some people to hear their name correctly. I'm okay with, you know, people call me Sylvia, they call me Sylvie, whatever. I've had guests on the show that tell me that for numerological reasons and whatnot, if people call you a different name, that there's a different... Resident. expression of the way you, you you come across in the world and maybe there's something to that i don't know i didn't uh, overly test the hypothesis let's say so one of my greatest teacher acre casey he said and i use this in my sessions it's it's not if sylvia says your name incorrect it's if you say your name incorrect so oh. when you want to clear your past you say i say i sylvia louise colburn that's my birth name. Mm. My married name is Sylvia Louise Martin. I only put Colburn because I want my friends from back home to find me because right. I, I switch countries, right? So I, I would say Acre Casey, he was a sleeping prophet, absolutely phenomenal, incredible man. If you've never read on him, you'll have a blast because I love him. And I worked for him for nine years and his foundation was all about truth. And showing up speaking your truth and and that is not an easy thing to do in the world today right right yeah what would you say i have some um i know you're not a fan of this but i have to go into this because it's my it's i feel like it's part of my path the kind of warrior side of me where i know it, it pushes you down if you go into politics but there's times in university where i when, when I'm looking at it from my point of view, I'm seeing um, that they're teaching only from this small part. And I feel like nobody else says anything because they're mostly on their, that side. But And then I feel like, well, for there to be a candidate, I have to be the candidate. Otherwise, there's nobody else is going to speak for this. So it's kind of like this kind of uh, stepping up stepping up and 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 uh 
and telling the truth and, and speaking, standing up for truth, let's say that's, I feel that's also part of the path, but you know, often as it often happens, it's kind of like you meet resistance. So it's, um, you know, anybody that does politics, like, uh, and not saying that this is politics, but this is like, it is a political game. And, um, to quote uh, the late Winston Churchill, like, in war, you can die only once, but in politics, many times. <laughs> so, you know, and that's a short story that basically the, anytime you take a position politically, it's your, you could be inviting war, you know, and, and uh, that is very true in today's world. So, but I'm at, I guess my question is, um, how do I deal with this um, pressure if I'm like standing up for truth and then other people are not even acknowledging what I'm saying, which has been my experience? So the two words that spoke to me was pressure and worrying about other people. Mm. Yeah, just let them go. Drop those. Right. So I don't have to have pressure because if I'm it's not, okay. If I'm not caring about, about their opinion and I have my own self-approval, then I'm, I'm going to be fine. You know, Matt, you, you, you have to, two things that I learned, one that I, I cherish is I, I don't, I'm not interested in politics. And I shared that with you. Now I married a man that lives for politics. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite funny. Uh, and he always says, you know, you need to be informed. You need to be watching the news. You need to know what's going on in the world. Those are his statements to, to me. And I'm like, yeah, what, what I need will find me. <laughs> uh, right so he's black or white yes i'm all gray i used to get really hung up in trying to change that black and white and i yeah. dug a real deep hole yeah. right yeah now i just that's him he loves that it makes him happy float you know go float your boat honey i love him and he's a great man and he respects me and he allows me to be me. Right. That's it. You know, um, the world gets very hung up. <clears throat> and, and when I was younger, I needed actually, even when I started my, my family, I needed validation. When I let that go. Ooh. Yeah. And, and uh, listen, I'm not going to pretend that I don't give it. I'm really, I'm not going to pretend that I don't care what other people think. Because I think I do. And I think I always will. What I ask God to help me with is it's okay for me to care about what other people think, but I got to do what's right for Sylvia now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the techniques that you use, let's call it techniques, is you've learned a lot of different uh, modalities, healing modalities. 
from uh, now hypnosis, but before he did NLP, was it EFT as well? He did. No. Uh, no? I don't like EFT. I did do EFT. I actually, um, I'm a school teacher, so I was in the teaching <clears throat> and we had somebody come in and teach us, you know, all those things. Oh, yeah. and I, I, you know, it's again, when I was there, I was in my, I was in my thirties and EFT was something that had so many great things attached to it. And you know, when I was doing it and I was repeating it and I was saying it and I was, it wasn't feeling good, but you know, I didn't have the strength to speak my truth. Right. So, and if I would have followed mm -hmm. that, I would have stopped because I don't necessarily think I don't want, I would, would not tap. I'm not a good person ever. I'm an amazing person. And I, I am so if there's something I'm passionate about, I told you, it's like empower the young people and just be good. Be kind to yourself. We're never taught to love ourselves, like really love ourselves. And, you know, I would walk for an hour with my babies in a stroller and I did one thing. I yelled at them because they dropped, a, you know, spilt milk. I was tired and yeah. yeah, kids spill milk. Right. And I would like terrorize. I'd become a terrorist in my own head for the next hour. Like I was a bad mom and I would yell at my kids and, oh, and I was like, why do I yell? I, I, I don't want to yell. Yes. I grew up in a home. Yeah. And that's what I learned. So as hard as, and, and I say hard because I was working hard. No wonder it never worked. <laughs> yeah. So, we, yeah. We often repeat the, the, the pattern from our parents. Not often. We do. We do. Until right. We, we don't. <laughs> that's it. It is like, and that was one thing. I mean, I really didn't want to do. I knew three or four things from my mother and father that I did not want to repeat. They're called some scars in the yoga world. Yeah. And it's repeating the same old, same old. I knew there were certain things I didn't want. And then I knew there was things that my mother and father ingrained in me that I wanted to ingrain in my children. The thing that I got hooked on, the thing that was like a, a, a fish hook caught on the side of my mouth, pulling at it all the time, was that I was the one that was in control, even though they came from my past. I was the one that was living all those things over and over again because yeah. I didn't have the understanding. So once I realized, you know, my mom and dad did the best they could and I could stay in blame. And, and a friend of mine, we used to do like these fellowships every Monday. Again, I was in my 20s, Monday night, seven o'clock for, I think, <laughs> 32 weeks we met oh, wow. and we did like really deep study, like, and we got an acronym for blame and it stands for bypassing love and making excuses. Uh, so would you say that anytime you're blaming another person, there's a lot more that can be uh, like uh, Sachin and Ananda had this analogy where he was like, whenever you're blaming somebody, it's like a, uh, yeah, it's like this. Uh, there's three pointing at you, and there's the witness here. <laughs> I like that. You no, know, these these things right here. Yeah, they're like remote controls. You mm -hmm. know, we pick up a TV remote and we touch it; it's on and off. 
How many times do you navigate your day by what your hands are doing? What do you mean? Well, right now I'm here with you. So my hands are in prayer pose most of the time or clasping one another. Okay. To really stay present, right? And, and to listen to you, to really listen to you, not to respond to you. Mm. Right? So um, Satyananda, he, he was really, really good at teaching people what you notice in another person. When you point the finger, just turn it right back at yourself. And that's the work. Mm. I mean, we, comp we complicate things, Matt. We make things complicated. I want it simple. I want it. Just tell me what I'm doing wrong. Yeah, exactly. Just uh, I, give I me a simple answer. <laughs> and you know, the other day when we spoke, you said, oh, I knew you were going to tell me to say it better. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I said something like, uh, you know, my podcast is pretty small now. And you're like, oh, actually, you can say that better. It, it's growing. Yeah, it is growing. <laughs> it's going to explode, right? It's going to explode. I'm, I, the way I say it is a question mark. <laughs> yeah, you got to move that, right? <laughs> right? An explanation mark. Right. I am, you know, uh, an, an owner of a podcast that touches people inspires people and it's like real raw i mean we didn't form a script no this is real and i mean this is raw this is what the world needs they need matt wow that's a it's quite a big statement okay well, i don't quite believe it <laughs> yeah let's go Let Okay, uh, let's uh, let's do a short demonstration of your work. Okay, because I All think right. I really love to do that <laughs> on a podcast because I think it not only helps me but probably will help other people. Absolutely. And, and I love your motto about doing your work is that it also helps you as well when you do uh, people's work. I am like really good at what I do because of the clients that I've had. Hmm. Like amazing like amazing teachers. When I had a young boy sit in front of me who at 17 had a manic episode, was put on so many psychiatric drugs and medication, he spiraled out of control and voila, 22, Ooh. right? He's disconnected, he's hurting. He doesn't even know how to feel. It's called emotional blunting. It was what I got caught up in when I first came out from hypnotherapy, everybody said, you have to have a niche. Right. So I thought, oh, well, emotional blunting. And it was like, yeah, this doesn't, my niche is like taking you from that feeling of being a victim into yeah. feeling victorious, right? And I'm better because of you. And I want you to be better because of me. And um, I, that young boy, when I took him back and he was told when he was seven years old and every single day from every form of authority that was in his life, there's something wrong with you. 
And he started to believe it too. Oh, he was really good at believing it. He was living it. Mm. But there was something, Matt. There was someone. He had one person that believed him in him. And teachers and the system of school. I mean, in his scenes, it was in the classroom. It was he was the dumb one. He was the weird one. He was the awkward one. He was the brilliant one because he didn't want to follow the program and a system that's so broken. I mean, I won't even go there because I have a phone in front of me and this phone that's in front of me, right? Yeah. No. I remember my first track phone, right? I couldn't even text on it. I mean, you had to press three little letters and figure out. I mean, I didn't text because it was too complicated, right? My whole world is in this little thing. I mean, pictures, my work, um, my clients' information. I mean, look at how much this evolved in seven years. And, And school today, my kids still do the same work that my 27 year old did. I mean, yeah yeah right and and listen i'm not blaming anybody i'm not blaming teachers i'm not blaming it's just to let him know like you did nothing wrong buddy i mean you were in a system that wanted robots you were in a system that wanted you to do what everybody else was doing instead of looking at that as a he thought he was useless and there was something wrong with him we just flipped that for him He's the special one. He's the one that reveled all of that. The problem that he got into was the psychedelic drugs and the medications, you know, God love him. And, and I mean, he's, um, a hundred percent better work with a pharmacist and pretty much off all of his medication doing amazing. Uh, he had so many labels of so many things. I mean, I didn't even know what half of the labels were that he was telling me. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe I don't need to go to university. We'll see. I I mean, I'm still, I'm still actually debating with myself. I'm not, I, I've never been fully hundred percent in. I was always like, ah, yeah, it seems like easy. Let's, let's just, let's see what happens, you know? (laughs) So, So, so let's, let's, let's do this mini session. Okay. For Matt. And what I would do and what it has to be really crystal clear for me is what is it that you would want? What is it? Something that you'd really want um uh, to have a clear direction or to uh, to because i procrastinate in a lot of areas of my life it seems to to be more uh, proactive in my life i guess it feels like uh we're, we're doing a set i know it's recording now but it feels like <laughs> it feels like i'm somewhere else now yeah i want to be just uh more act proactive in my life and go towards things I, I, I actually want to do or do more of this. So that would be the very first thing. And I would really spend time with my, I spend a lot of time with my clients to really fine tune. You know, um, one of my teachers use this analogy of a magic wand. If this was a magic wand and I passed it to you, Matt, and I said, abracadabra, you could have one thing. What would that one thing be? Just one thing. Just one thing. It's not a buffet table. It's one thing. Um, to be 
self-motivated. And what does self-motivated mean to you, Matt? Um, do not uh, wait for outside um, nudging or approval or disapproval or whatever, but to go for the things that I want and, uh, and go for it uh, 100%. with like, you know, perseverance and all that, you know, going, going all in. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> okay. So in a, in a mini demo that I do with groups, it's, we wouldn't specifically go into your triggers and into your scenes. So I, I will guide you through that and you'll see it. And then you and I can talk about that after. But for the sake of uh, you know a live demo, I, what I will spend time with because you know my sessions can go anywhere from two hours to three hours, sometimes oh. ninety minutes. Yeah, and and the hypnosis piece, pretty easy. I mean, I find out you know where's your happy ever after place. What is it that Matt does when he's feeling really relaxed? Mm. Where is that? I usually uh, um, watch YouTube <laughs> and watch something that's interesting to me. Uh, could be funny. Uh, could be sports. I'm into some, usually NBA or some football. I mean, soccer. Um, um, so that's yeah. YouTube, okay? So uh, have you ever meditated? Do you yes. ever sit by? Yeah. And... Um, I, I don't meditate as much as I think I could, but I think that is, um, I, I like it, but I don't know if it's my happy place right now. So we need to make that your happy place. Mm. Okay. So that will help you and everything. And, you know, one of the things that when I coach my clients, this is coaching stuff. This is not uh, the session, but in the coaching, there's so many rules and so many regulations and so many do's and don'ts to meditation. No wonder nobody does it. Well, I, I do sometimes a course in miracles, which is a very specific type of uh, yes. meditation. Right. I think it's quite, quite useful. Um, and then you use it. Hmm. That whatever it is you do like you know for me sometimes it's just putting on a piece of uh piece of music and and feeling into the music and really playing with the music and that's it hmm. sometimes it's this is one of my favorite pictures i have it here because a lot of my clients love it yeah I, I just be that that's an amazing thing that nature does, isn't it? That's what you do right there. That's you. That's Sylvia. That's Matt. That's every single one of your listeners that stop and notice this podcast. We can't worry about out here. We just need to do this. Be all in. Hmm. And so it's sit and look at that picture for a second. That's my meditation. And I did it.
I meditate every single day. Sometimes in the winter, today I went out and I made infinity symbols in the snow and I prayed. That's my meditation. Get rid of all the rules. Look at a tree, bask in its amazing strength. Notice the squirrel jumping from each tree. Ah, oh, yeah, that's meditation. Looking at your hand and noticing how lucky. To have the hand in the first place. Yeah, to be able to move them, right? Yes, yeah. I work with clients. I'm a yoga teacher. And I work with a man, he was a surgeon and he, his hand, when he would, he couldn't put his hands together. Like that was it, you know, to do that, you know, that if you're ever in the world and everything seems like it's bigger and you need to just, there's a meditation, just put your hands here and feel this. You didn't make it. I didn't make it. The church didn't make it. It's called prayer pose because it's made for your soul. Mm. It's the right and the left brain coming together. And wow. Bring it to your heart. And it's even more powerful. Would you say then the spiritual work is probably the, the most important thing I can do for. Because. Um, On a regular basis. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the, the dilemma, maybe it's a mentalization that I had, but I was like, oh, you know, I, I know, I know what I want to, what I need to be, but I don't know what to, what I want to do, but maybe it's the being is, is, because being is a lot more important than doing. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter as much what you're doing, as long as you're becoming more, let's say. Yeah. It getting fascinated with, um, it's the alchemist. I think it's Pablo. I don't know how to say his last name, but he's the alchemist. And Uh, he says, whatever it is you want, the universe will bring it to you or conspire to bring it to you. Yeah. Like he's very famous. Paulo Coelho or something. Yeah. He's like, uh, Oh, uh, that book is amazing. And it's so deep. Most people can't get through it, mm. but he's amazing. And it's like, Just go underneath the the journey of the young boy and go underneath. He's searching and he's searching and he's searching. Mm. And at the end, he stops searching. Because he he found it within. He was that all along. He was. Ah. Yeah, I guess that's also... So just surrender more, Matt. Just surrender in your life. Mm. Don't try to figure it out. Let life show you the way and, and pray. Ask God. Ask your soul to keep you really alert. Yeah. And, you know, get used to shifting. When you start to go into that old dialogue, that old story, those old programs, It's getting really good at being, noticing, and stopping, and shifting. I I I work with this CEO with um, you know, uh, Microsoft. Absolutely beautiful man. 
and he was struggling with um, depression. He had all the money in the world and all he had the life everybody wanted. He just couldn't be happy. He couldn't enjoy his life. Mm. And in our session, he taught me how to make a profile because he's a genius. A profile for what? He said, just change my profile. He said, Sylvia, I changed my profile. Brilliant. Sylvia takes that and I skip on to my next client. Let's make a new profile. Hello. He was brilliant. He was a gift to me. Mm. And he's soaring. I mean, he's a Microsoft genius, makes big money. He realized that he wants to do this kind of work. And Really? Wow. Yeah, I know, right? And, and now he's training. Now really? he's training, yeah. Wow, that is Medi impressive. Meditating every single day. Because there's certain things in my coaching that are must-dos. You, you know, there's no, you're oh, drinking okay. Red Bull, you're eating crap. Wait, Red Bull is out? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's what's wrong with Red Bull? Yeah. Well, I don't drink Red Bull often, but I know. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So you are what you eat. You are what ah, you watch. You okay. are what you think. And listen, you know, I have a, three incredible kids they are my greatest teachers absolutely the good the amazing and the not so fun they have been the greatest teachers in my life and I have a son who taught me the power of practice he lives in a town in the middle of nowhere and he got opportunities to go pro in soccer Wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, I could tell you his story. It's absolutely mind boggling. Does he see himself that way? Not even close. I mean, opportunities. He's got determination. He's got it all. Mm. You know, my 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 both daughters got hearts. You know, my oldest daughter got a heart of gold. If everybody that said to me that, you know, she's so kind, you know, Everybody has something, it, a good parent, a good mother, a good father, a good friend helps you get that. And that's what I do for people. Like some people call me divine mother. I laugh at it, but, and I have to take that butt out. So the divine mother in me wants Matt to live your happy ever after. And that's why what I do works mm. because that's what I want. And that's a really crystal clear contract with God. And I ask when I come to my clients, I'm all in. My kids know for the next two hours, don't bother mom because I'm in your zone. Mm. I'm yeah. all in. And people say that's what sets me apart. They'll yeah. call me, you know, I'll be walking and or I'll be listening to a podcast or I'll be reading a book or I'll be in a yoga pose. And if you're my coaching client, and, and I have that field open still because I'm working with you every week. Oh, you should see what happens to those clients. I had this woman, I mean, again, I mean, absolutely. She's a, she markets for, and she's a marketing genius and she's going to 
you know, help me with my page. She's like, Sylvia, we need to fix. I mean, I never had a professional photo taken before. She made me do a photo shoot. So, I mean, it's, you know, you talk about God serendipities. She was a gift to me. She was my client, but hello. Thank you. She made me get, I had the best day ever doing photo shots. I mean, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to be that person that. Yeah. But it worked. Oh, it does. It changes that perception, that image. And am I still going to do everything Sylvia does? Yes. When I'm with you, there's certain things outside of that, that it's okay to do too, you know? And I needed to give myself permission to be on that. But anyway, we could talk forever and I want to be able to give you a little session here. So yes, tell me what else it is that you want. So I have, let me just share with you because absolutely stepping up, telling the truth, standing for your truth you know, being, um, having perseverance and not worrying about what other people think, not needing or seeking approval or validation from others, feeling that approval and being able to show up for yourself every day. Yeah. That's quite a lot, actually. (laughs) That's a lot. (laughs) So it, it is quite a lot. And Matt, it's all in the same bandwidth. So if I was working with you and you had depression or PTSD, and then you wanted your confidence lifted, or you want to work on sabotage, they're like different webs of a spider. Right. Worthiness, not feeling like you're enough, procrastination, loving self. It's all in the same bandwidth, right? Confidence. Yeah. I had the, you know, uh, the, you know, uh, Doc's books, Dr. Hawkins' books, they have references. And one time he, he there was a reference called uh, When You Reach the End of Your Rope, Let Go, something like that. It was a meditation book. But I found out the guy was doing a um, sessions. So one time I had a session, like this is years ago, five years ago. I had a session. And within the first 15 minutes, he was like, he asked me, why don't you like yourself? <laughs> like right away. I was like, ooh, this this hit <laughs> this hit hard. I couldn't afford more sessions. I just had that one session with him, but it was like, wow, that's amazing. So but that's it, something that we would change right there. You, yeah. That just that just threw an anchor into the universe. What do you mean? That just threw an anchor. I couldn't afford. Oh yeah. All oh, right. All right. Okay. So be careful of the stories, right? So like, don't add that. Don't add that. Just say at the time, you know, don't, don't throw that in because it's, it's, it's a sinking ship. Ah. You just took something really good and you sunk it. I didn't realize. So because I said, I, oh yeah, I couldn't. So I, if I say I couldn't afford it at the time, that's just a statement of truth. And also it's not limiting me to where I am financially. Right. Uh-huh. So it's the same old, same old, the same old recording, the same old confidence. Right. You know, sabotage is a form of not believing in yourself. Not believing in yourself is not walking. Here I am. Mm. So it all comes back to not, not loving yourself then because self-sabotage, otherwise you wouldn't be self-sabotaging. One wouldn't be self-sabotaging. It is. There's all kinds of different root causes, you know, because I, I don't want to segregate okay. it because, you know, it is um, love, 
self-love when I take people back to get understanding what it is that happened to them that they no longer love themselves is very different than saying, what is it that you do, Matt, mm. that sabotages you? Yeah, sorry, I'm asking too many questions in your process. So let, go, go on, go on. <laughs> <clears throat> So somebody is watching and the questions you're asking is exactly what they need to hear. Mm. So maybe the 30 minute demo will be 15 minutes. It's okay. Yeah. Because so uh... that, that story that you share, you've got to believe that Every interview, every podcast that you invest your precious time in is here to change the destiny of someone. Yeah, that is my, that is my goal. If, yeah, if it Pearl, helps one person, that's, I did my job. And listen, that, uh, my greatest teacher, she was four foot 11. She was from Boulder, Colorado. I used to sit back and watch her, like literally, I mean, there was a young girl on a table that was gang raped and I watched her remove emotional toxicity inside of her. I mean, I could tell you stories forever, but watching her and her presence to do what she did, mm. she never cared what anybody said. She showed up. She did what she was guided to do, and the world found her. That's it. You got to realize that you were brave enough to start this. I mean, I think it's absolutely brilliant. I love that you did this, and I think it's brilliant. And if, if one person sees this video and it resonates with them, then you and I are actually, I'm good now because you're my one person. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's it. Well, there'll so, be a lot more than one person that'll watch this. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start and I'm going to put some music on in the background and you do have music still going in your background. Uh, just a little bit. It's in the other room, but Okay, no matter. so I'll put it on. If, if they hear it, then that's great. If not, it's not a big deal. And then you can just listen to my voice for a couple of minutes, okay? Mm -hmm. So we're going to start with some... Just take a deep breath, inhale. And then exhale. Notice the jaw and mentally just say, relax. Notice your shoulders, Matt. Just let them go and relax. Trust. Inhale. Exhale. Notice the space between your eyebrows and with your eyes locked shut, sealed tight. Look through that space 
each breath. Breathe. Surrender. Relax. Feel the breath going down into the center of your heart. Just like the picture. Drop here. as you feel your breath going in and down into the heart, rippling into every space in your body, mind and soul. sound you'll hear is my voice and every sound will take you deeper in and down just breathe that's it you did it of your feet. There's a valve on the right foot and on the left. See yourself opening the valve and anything in your body, mind and soul flushes out. It's like dirty water being drained down. Just for a moment, you can go back to a word, a picture, a scene that has to do with why Matt sabotages himself. What is it? inside. 
something that you do, something that you say. Keeping the bow open, let it wash down and out. Those limiting beliefs, the fears, the scars, the pain from your past, done, over, feed, and releasing, letting go. I'm going to leave you here for a moment. Let your mind go to the exact event. Could be a word. It could be a scene. You know when it is, what it is, that stops you from moving forward. Let it go, Matt. When you're ready, mentally see yourself going to the bottom of your right and left foot. You see the knobs. You reach your dominant hand and you close the valve. You feel Mother Earth beneath your feet. It's the energy of grounded truth. You feel the sun above your crown and you let the energy of love in, flushing your entire system, your entire being with divine love, trust. You're here for something big, Matt. Let it in. You're that person that's dropping pearls around the world. Pearls of wisdom. That's your story. Trust. You literally see people from all over the world picking up these pearls. And your heart is smiling. Your soul is smiling. It's their medicine. You keep on keeping on because it feels good. And that's what you navigate your life from, that space of trusting feeling, let it expand even bigger, perseverance, confidence, loving self, respecting, trusting. You see yourself speaking your truth and it's easy. 
You're exactly where you need to be doing exactly what you need to be doing and it feels amazing. Motivation, determination, perseverance. They're your golden nuggets. You polish them every day. You nurture those gifts. You pause during your day. You look in a mirror and you smile. Yes. Give from your heart, your soul, and that's enough. And the only approval you need comes from within. feel the power and the strength of the sun and mother earth standing and speaking your truth, believing in yourself, loving yourself, doing one thing and knowing it's enough. Keep on keeping on. I like me. I am more than enough. I trust myself. And as you feel this energy being flushed into every cell, every pathway, every system in your body, mind and soul. It's like putting on your favorite t-shirt. It just feels good. You did it. You're here. Home. Past is over. Present is clear. Future is safe. I giving myself permission to shine. I am just. I am free. I got this. And every day as you journey into your day, You'll hear my voice. It will go with you wherever you go. You'll remember these words for the rest of your life because they belong to you, Matt. It's your DNA. Say thank you. Feel that smile in the center of your heart like the picture rippling not only to yourself, the people you love, to the people that you will touch. And you do it because it feels good.
So as you breathe, feeling this amazing, phenomenal, massive energy, it's expanding. You feel yourself becoming lighter, explosive in a good way. Like, boom, I'm here. You found me. I did it. taking your gaze back to that center, the third eye. It's got so much beauty there. Just feel this energy. Let it in. Mentally, repeat after me. I am amazing. I see clearly now. I I'm leaving pearls of wisdom for my soul, for every single soul that comes into connection with me. I trust myself. I got this. I got this. Thank you. I'm ready to receive. Trust. Before we're done, calling back all of those pieces that left Matt, that left your soul to keep you safe. All of those things from your past are done. Anything to do with sabotaging, done, gone. Call back, welcome. This new way of being, this new profile, and every single day, you'll keep shifting until this becomes so easy for your soul print. You'll smile, you'll look in the mirror and you'll say, I'm doing it. I'm trusting myself. I'm trusting my soul. And that's good enough. And the only approval I need is my own approval. Oh, that feels amazing. It doesn't get any better. Oh, but it does. Keep on keeping on. Keep shining. Keep trusting. Keep believing. Whatever it is you need. Whatever it is you want. Say, I am successful. I am confident, I am free. I wake up every day and I'm motivated to do exactly what I need to do. I stay on course, it's called my North Star. My GPS is on me, showing up for Matt, doing what it is I need to do. Keep on keeping on, rinsing and repeating, thy will be done. Stay here for a moment. Feel. Breathe.
when you're ready. Knowing today was about a transformation. It was about imprinting in your soul, your medicine mat. Done. Mentally say, thank you. And when you're ready, slowly, don't open your eyes all at once. Start letting the light into your central space in the retina. Do it slowly. When you're ready, letting a little bit of light in, a little bit more light. And then eventually you'll feel and open those eyes. This is some nice space. It's all very relaxing. It's very good. I like the music too. I think the music helped a lot. Um, yeah. And by the way, you didn't hear the music because I have uh, headphones on. It's just that before I heard some music, but now with your music, I didn't hear anything. It was just like, um, yeah. So this is it's basically... It's basically it was a hypnosis session and you you i guess imprinted some messages and is this but i'm guessing this is part of your sessions when you do this is not all of your session when you do oh it. no right yeah so uh the hypnosis there's a few things that i add to get you into that space of cutting through the thinking mind we do some activities with the eyes and that, you know, opens the gate even more. The, the dristy looking through the third eye when your eyes were closed, I, I feel it does the same. I hear different things from different clients. Going into the, the things in your past that came, did you, did you get any impressions? Um, I got... Uh... At first, there was some kind of box, metal box or something, but there was like, I think it was like a hill and uh, transporting something on a road that's like uh, by a steep uh, drop. And uh, yeah, maybe I was transporting something and then the price you pay for failure there is quite, either you lose the box or you lose your life. <laughs> so... So what I would say to you is how old were you in that scene? Like this is, you know, this is really important because it does, you know, take it to the next level, you know, in, in a session. How old were you when you saw that scene? And I don't know if it? I saw myself really. I just saw the scene, the, the, the situation. I'm going to say I was, I was not, not older than 30. I was like, yeah. So not older than 30. And it, did you look the way you look now when you saw that? Or was it just more of the, the seeing of the truck just drop? Um, it was just annoying. Like, I, cause I'm not like, I'm visual a little bit, but it's like, uh, it like, it was like annoying the, 
that the box and and the the steep drop and and the the path there that this is the situation and uh and that it's dangerous if i if if it drops obviously or if i drop so see and i would go into that in, okay. in, in, in into huge details because there's a lot in that you know intuitively uh you know for the sake of people watching instead of looking at it like you know going into something dangerous if it drops what if you let it go and you're free bye-bye <laughs> <laughs> bye-bye shipment <laughs> <laughs> hello maybe it wasn't meant for you all right 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 yeah yeah it, it's certainly very interesting because like you bring because you bring out a very specific event just like you said before from a past life it's nothing like because a lot of people want to go for informational academic kind of like oh i want to know what i was doing in a in our previous lifetime before i incarnated it here but your uh, approach is more pragmatic in, in the sense that you're, you go for the event that's most consequential to what you're working on. In the now. Yeah, yeah. So whatever it is that happened to Matt in your past, in, in your childhood, in your, you know, sometimes it's even in the womb. My, my scar, one of my greatest, um, what I would call one of my greatest teachings, one of the greatest things that I learned to play with in my own life came from wound. And uh, when I was able to, to navigate and understand, wow, yeah, that fit and let it go. It was like game changing. It was, and, you know, um, sometimes when I work with clients and, and we go into, you know, specific scenes and they're in this place of darkness, it's like, ah, oh, you're in your mother's womb. Mm. Wow. And then, you know, I navigate into the womb and, and, you know, it, it's amazing. I have a daughter right now who's due any day to have a little, little girl. And I, I tell her, you know, talk to your baby and realize I, I, I really didn't know Matt. I mean, I was working with um, uh, very dysfunctional children when I was pregnant with uh, my youngest, with my oldest, I was a personal trainer and doing like loving what I was doing and, and motivating, inspirational, inspiring. With my son, I was literally, I mean, navigating uh, the most awful scenarios in the, in the healthcare, in the healthcare crisis, you know, taking children out of homes because their parents are addicts and giving them nine weeks to recover. And then seeing that child be put back in the home only to be taken out again. I mean, it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that affects and I was, the child. Then? Oh, 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 if I would have known what I know now. I, I certainly would not have done that work. Because I know uh, I found this out a few months ago that my mother had a, had an argument with my grandparents, I mean, her parents, and that she lived uh, in their house at that time. And there were, uh, yeah, there was an argument. So when she was pregnant with me, so that's, uh, you know. Oh, it affects you like DNA codes. I told, um, I told uh, my daughter, what you listen to, what you're watching, um, you know, the words that you, what her and her partner or if there's disagreements, you know, don't joke with with things because she hears everything. Mm. Absolutely. everything. And, you know, I, I actually studied I, I did some trainings in this work because uh, 
there's so many great, I did womb, I did past life, and of course, childhood traumas. And the, the ones that I feel are even more challenging than past life is the womb, because people don't really understand, like from the time of, of conception. And, and yeah, I, I'm not going to go there. We'll be here all day, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a lot, lot to it. Right. So my, my question to you in this session, was there something that I said? I, I mean, I saw it. Was there one it. or yeah. What, what was it that I said that really like, yeah, I felt so good. Like you're, you were smiling. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know. Um, it, um, I think it was about trusting myself that I don't have to uh, approve of other people. I think that I really like, uh, I really like that. Um, um, keep on keeping on is something that I really like as well. Cause it reminds me of, uh, okay, before you, before you finish, cause I know we're over time. There's, yeah, a, there's a, there's a unity minister called Eric Butterworth and, uh, is the, he wrote a short story in a book called um, uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul, one of the series. And it kind of reminded me of the way you do your work because there was a rough neighborhood, right? And, um, and all the students usually did very poorly, except this particular group of people in the school that did really well. And they checked them down and they were like, how did you do so well in school? Blah, blah, blah. And they all uh, referenced this teacher. And then they checked out this teacher that was like 80 or 90 years old. And uh, they asked her what she did differently. And she just simply said, I simply love them. You know, the students. And uh, it's just amazing. Cool. Uh, so any last words before we part? No, it's really fun. If, if it was uh, something that I would say is if you could clip that last, you know, clip that part listen to that for a few days and let it really go into your system mm. so that you can, you know, keep shining and keep doing what you're doing and keep sparking that light in, into everyone. Thank you. I'll do that. And, and I'm always here, Matt, always. I really appreciate it. I really loved uh, everything about it. And uh, yeah. Ditto. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sylvia Louise Colborn, everybody. Um, thank you for being on. Nah, thank you, Matt. And thank you for listening or watching the podcast. <laughs>